why is there Roundup in my Cheerios? Kim sent me this article recently where scientists discovered that Roundup is in all kinds of cereals. And when I research this, the news goes from bad to worse. It's in so many foods. So today, the coffee buzz takes on Monsanto. Welcome to the show. I'm Brad, and thank you for tuning in. Um, today on the show, I am drinking Solar Roast Coffee. Um, Kim picked this up. It's really interesting because they don't use a traditional fire roasting uh, that normally gets used for roasting beans. Uh, these guys use solar power, and their first backyard concoction when they were putting this whole thing together they used a satellite dish and a broccoli strainer. So now, decade later, they have uh, coffee all over the country, 60 wholesalers, and they're on their fifth generation solar roaster, which is really cool. You gotta go to their website and check uh, out this, this crazy thing. I'm gonna post some pictures on my website where you can get to it, but the solar roast coffee, it does not, um, get the beans as hot there it's a much slower process and in doing this um, it brings out sort of the natural flavors of the beans a little bit more and it doesn't scorch or burn the beans in the process so i highly recommend it um, i am right now trying out their guatemalan medium roast and after i fish after i finish this blend i'm gonna get into i think maybe some of their darker blends i just prefer that especially in the winter um, but this stuff, even the lighter blend, is really good. I strongly suggest you try it out. Solar Roast Coffee. Uh, I think they are from Colorado. It is organic, which is even more important uh, now than ever. Hopefully there's no Roundup here like in my Cheerios. And I love Cheerios too. I, I know it's a plain cereal, but it keeps me from eating so much ice cream. And I got to cut it out now because it's just got to go. I can't be having Roundup in my diet and I'm not happy about it. Um, I did a little research on this and it's not only these cereals that is affected by all this um, glyphosate. That's the active ingredient in Roundup. And it's the most commonly used herbicide in the world. Um, just a little bit of history here, give you a timeline. Roundup was first introduced in the 70s, and right away, safety concerns started surfacing. Um, recently, the makers of Roundup, Monsanto, uh, they lost a lawsuit, and originally, the plaintiff was going to be awarded $300 million. Um, it's in California. A school groundskeeper had lymphoma, and he sprayed Roundup for two years, about 150 gallons a day. And as a result, he now has lymphoma and is terminally ill. Um, it's so widespread amongst farmers um, that they just call the non-Hodgkin's lymphoma farmer's cancer at this point. A disproportionate amount of farmers get this cancer, which makes a light bulb go off in my mind right away. I know that might be just anecdotal evidence for starters, but let's dig a little deeper here. Um, 
Documents known as the Monsanto Papers reveal a worldwide campaign by the company that claimed glyphosate has no carcinogenic properties. And to give you a little bit of backstory, the Monsanto Papers um, are discovery documents that were turned over during litigation, and they are alarming to say the least. They show a deliberate attempt to deceive the public and they confirm all the cover-ups that we've been suspecting all these years. They've funded hundreds of studies on Roundup and glyphosate where they essentially stack the deck with scientists that are going to agree with their agenda. One common practice they engage in is ghostwriting. Uh, they will write articles and also studies that are published in scientific journals and the publications manipulate statistics and the dangers of glyphosate. And then Monsanto basically writes these articles and studies and they pay a scientist to go in, make a few edits and sign their name. And the shady part about all this is that Roundup was always marketed as safe. Some of the early sales representatives would even say it was safe enough to drink. In the 70s, they used a company called Biotech Laboratories to test Roundup so it could be approved with the US regulators. And the lab was caught up in fraud and scandal. Um, they were basically the Enron of science labs. And the EPA found the results invalid. So time goes on. Um, another study comes out in the 80s saying that glyphosate was found to be carcinogenic to humans and uh, Monsanto refused to accept these findings as well. Fast forward to the 90s, uh, the EPA finally went along with Monsanto against its own toxicologist. And the final decision by the EPA was that it was not carcinogenic. And some of their own scientists refused to sign off on the findings. In 91, Craven Technologies was caught falsifying tests for Monsanto. At this point, just to kind of look back on this timeline that we've been establishing here, they've been making deliberate attempts to suppress the science for about 20 years at this point. So the Monsanto papers revealed company insiders were raising safety concerns for decades about Roundup. And based on the filings with the EPA, they knew that Roundup was dangerous, you know, despite all those commercials and ads that said it was safe. 2003, a email leaked and it revealed a leading toxicologist working for Monsanto wrote, quote, you can't say Roundup is not a carcinogen. We've not done the necessary formulas to make that statement. What this is, is just a corruption of science in the name of profits. I mean, the amount of Roundup used is, it's depressing. Um, if you looked back into the 90s, it was around 40 million gallons worldwide. Today, over 300 million gallons. At this point, we basically have a food supply that's dependent on Roundup. And some say this is a factor for the low birth weights, um, for autism, for food allergies. So in 2014, the World Health Organization got involved. 
they commissioned a study on the dangers of glyphosate. It was discovered that Monsanto orchestrated a massive PR campaign, uh, hiring people to play activist and demonstrate a manufactured outcry, all in the defense of Monsanto. This is a new term for me. I didn't know this before I started researching this episode, but this practice is known as astroturfing, and it gets its name as a play on words for a grassroots movement. Uh, this is where corporations basically pay people to demonstrate for them. Again, really shady. This company does not operate on the up and up in any level. Um, in the wake of the World Health Report, governments around the world started investigating glyphosate. And this is another instance where Monsanto used the ghostwriting technique to publish papers in support of glyphosate. Um, at this point, the EPA started looking into glyphosate based on that report. Monsanto then partnered with a lobbying group known as CropLife, and their whole mission was to derail the EPA from forming a panel of independent scientists. Only those that would agree with Monsanto were allowed on the panel. And let's just call this what it is. I mean, this is legal bribery. That's all lobbying is, if you ask me. And I would love to research why this is in fact legal and how it came into being, but that's that's a whole other episode. We've got way too much ground to cover just on this topic. Just to show you how deep this goes, the White House instructed the FDA to promote biochemicals. This was back in the 90s. And numerous presidents, both sides of the aisle, from Bush Sr. to Obama, have appointed former Monsanto executives to cabinet positions around food and agriculture. And the EPA, this may not surprise you, certainly didn't surprise me, but they are now being investigated for collusion with Monsanto. It's These guys, they just attack science that contradicts any false claims that they like to make. Um, and it's a powerful company. I mean, they've been around for 100 years. They know how the power structures work in this world, and they are master manipulators. Um, oh, and that school groundskeeper that I was telling you about in California that originally was awarded $289 million for damages. Uh, now, just a few days ago, I read an article, he's only getting $79 million, and Monsanto actually plans to appeal that. They make a business out of poisoning people, and they're getting away with it. This, this is the company, to give you some reference, that told us that uh, Agent Orange was safe and that DDT was safe. And now the same company is in charge of telling us that their genetically modified foods are safe. There is absolutely no regulation to label GMO foods right now. And you know what? I get it. You know, uh, feeding this many people is tough. And when I say GMO, I'm not talking about selective breeding, you know, where we take two strands of corn to make a really delicious, vibrant corn. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about GMs where a scientist in a lab is tinkering with the DNA 
of a plant that is going to be fed to humans or livestock. And what this does is that it affects our DNA. It's not just from the plant. Um, when my grandma told me that you are what you eat, it turns out she was actually right. <laughs> and the other part of all this is that if GMOs are harmless, then why not label them? Why not give the consumer the chance to say yes or no? And the reason's obvious that there is a danger to these things. Of course, Monsanto would just have you believe that, well, it would cost too much to label the GMO foods and it would also confuse the consumers. But it's there's not been enough research. At least most scientists agree that this is an infant science and we have not had enough time to properly test the effects of tinkering with genetics and food like this. Um, most say we need another decade to research this in order to do the proper testing. Um, in the 90s, the UK gave a scientist $3 million to research the safety of GMOs. This scientist, his name was Dr. Arpide Putsa, and he was a leading researcher in the field, uh, probably still is. His findings were supposed to be the law in UK on how to deal with GMOs. And the study consisted of three groups of rats. First, fed, uh, first group was fed natural potatoes, and another had a GM potato. The last group had a natural potato with the same insecticide sprayed on them that was in the GM potato. The only group that got sick was the GMO group. Cancer cells started to develop in their digestive tract. Uh, they had atrophy of the liver. Uh, the main cause of the damage was not the insecticide. It was the process of the genetic engineering. So the scientist goes on and he shares his concerns about the GMOs and he was held a hero for a few days. He said that we shouldn't treat people like guinea pigs and he would not personally ever eat any GMO foods. The director of the institute received two phone calls from the UK Prime Minister's office. And the next day, Dr. Puzo was fired and this was a job he had for 35 years. He was basically silenced with threats of lawsuits. Um, his team was disbanded and they never implemented any of the protocols. Uh, they launched a campaign to basically destroy his reputation in order to maintain the reputation of the biotechnology. And I'd love to say this was an isolated situation, but many studies have been sabotaged in this exact same manner. Um, 85 to 90% of the crops in North America are genetically modified. It's basically a twofold process for Monsanto. Uh, they engineer the seeds to withstand the glyphosate. So they strip all the nutrients from the plant and then spray it with the poison that kills off all the other vegetation. And for those of you that eat animal products, this is a double whammy. Um, animals that eat GM corn, they metabolize the feed and the toxicity is then multiplied exponentially. And when their genes are changed, 
human genes get changed as well. And it's scary how they get away with this. The lobbying groups pressure governments or pay them off so that they can just use their corporate science, uh, cigarette science, as it's commonly known, uh, to get these products on the shelves. Remember all those virus and E. coli outbreaks at the restaurant Chipotle? Uh, get this, just a few months before those outbreaks, Chipotle announced it was going to be the first GMO-free restaurant. I like this article in the Natural News. Here's how they put it. Chipotle's E. coli outbreaks are not a random chance. They are the result of the biotech industry unleashing bioterrorism attacks against the only fast food company that has publicly denounced GMOs. I mean, this was corporate sabotage, plain and simple. Even scientists were baffled by the anomalies. Um, for example, uh, Chipotle conducted hundreds of tests on its food and preparation surfaces, and it never identified a single source of the E. coli. Not one source. And that is very unusual. In five other similar cases of foodborne uh, illnesses, outbreaks in fast food restaurants over the last decade, the sources were determined very quickly. It goes beyond that. Whole Foods announced last year that it would be voluntarily labeling GMO foods. But as of September of this year, they just delayed it and have not announced a new date for this initiative. Probably not going to happen, which is sad because this is going to sort of set a trend for our food industry. So I really hope Whole Food gets on board with this. Um, but our rights, unfortunately, are being corrupted by corporate greed. And the government has just been bought by Monsanto. The FDA knows that if the public knew about how you could heal your body from Whole Foods and that the, of the dangers that the GMOs and processed foods represent, they would demand that our government not back down from Monsanto and their propaganda machine. And glyphosate is also one of the leading causes, not the only one, but one of the major factors in colony collapse disorder in the bees. I mean, not only are they being killed by the chemicals, but since the herbicide kills off all the other wild vegetation, it destroys their food sources. We all know this, you've heard it a million times, but when the bees go, we go. We've got to take care of them. We have to turn this around. And sadly, no GMO crop can grow without pesticides. Glyphosate stays in the soil, it leaches nutrients, and it can take years before it is back to normal again. And we're up against a powerful enemy here. And make no mistake, they are the enemy. This is a evil corporation. They're destroying our health, the environment, all for the purpose of their profit. And I know this is a big ask, um, but in order to stop all this madness, we have to work together. Humans are extremely powerful as a species when they cooperate. We have to look for GMO foods when we shop. And while they won't tell you when GMOs are in our food, the farmers that don't use GMOs will proudly state it. 
I had to switch from Quaker Oats, which has Roundup all in it, I think even more so than the Cheerios, um, to a brand called One Degree. It is more expensive, um, I'm not going to lie, but there's no GMOs or pesticides or herbicides used. Um, I'm going to start also going to farmers markets, um, try to get to know my farmers, talk to them. Since, you know, we are the consumers, we really have the most power, but there's safety in numbers. So we have to mobilize and the dollar is actually, in my opinion, more effective than the ballot box. If we buy goods and products that are healthy and that are quality, then the market's going to adjust. We just have to get involved, urge our politicians to require labeling. Requiring labels for GMOs on a state level, that is Monsanto's Achilles heel. And I know it's a pain, but we've got to take action before it's too late. I'm not being hyperbolic when I say this, but the human race may very well depend on it. Check out the podcast. I'm going to post a lot of information up there, the coffeebuzzpodcast.com. I'll be posting some social media links for the various groups that march against Monsanto, uh, as well as the list of foods that contain Roundup. I'm also posting a list of politicians that accept PAC money from crop life. So, you know, let's email these people. Let's troll them on social media, whatever it takes. Thank you so much for listening to me rant today. Uh, this is important to me, so I hope it is you too. Um, thank you for listening. Can't begin to tell you what that means to me. And until next week, stay healthy. believe that glyphosate in Argentina is causing increases in cancer. You can drink a whole quart of it and it won't hurt you. It's, yeah. uh, it, you want to drink some? We have some here. I'd be happy to actually. But yeah. Not not really, but not really. I know it wouldn't hurt and me. If, if, if you say so, I have some glyphosate. No, no, I'm not stupid. Ah, okay. So you you, you No, but I know so it's dangerous. I know right? I, no people try to commit suicide no, with no, it and no, fail no, fairly regularly. Tell the truth. It's, it's not dangerous, dangerous to humans. No, it's no. not. So you're ready to drink one glass of no, glyphosate? No, I'm not an idiot. Interview me about golden rice. That's do, what I'm talking do, about. Do. Okay, then it's except, finished. Except then except. the interview is finished. That's a, that's a good way to solve things. Yeah. Here, complete jerk. <laughs>